Hi, this is Huma Lara. Welcome to my new episode. Today I'm going to talk about the early stages of madness. And I'm going to use the generalized terms and common knowledge and common language and not the references from the DSM-4 or any diseases or disorders because I want this to be for the people, for the common people who are suffering and who need simple language and simple definitions and who want to be able to relate to each other and not have this complicated decision to make to have themselves evaluated or to really you know go down step by steps because life is as usual normal people interact with each other your behavior is pretty common you you can observe yourself throughout the day and you will find that you're in a habit of a lot of things you're a habitual being you know you're not mechanical you're habitual which is somewhat mechanical because you follow the habits that you have for example you will wake up on the same side of the bed you'll wake up and you follow the same kind of routine if you're used to of making coffee or going out for coffee you will follow that routine you know the way you take a shower the way you um walk around the house the way the people that you contact the things that you do normally naturally subconsciously those are all habits and habits people follow habits more than anything else as much as they want to intellectualize this thing and define it in this way or that way or talk about this subject or that subject they really will naturally follow the habits that they are accustomed to and it takes a long time to change your habits and you actually don't really change your habit you replace your habit with something else so something else becomes a habit for example someone who wants to get rid of smoking they'll start drinking coffee you know same thing this is just a substance but same thing with the drugs you know when you get off the drugs you go through the therapy and then you pick up smoking which is a lesser of a drug if you have habits in a house you do things certain way you know you replace those habits with another habit so for example instead of going to have coffee in the morning you go for a run so getting back to the subject that i was about to talk about early stages of madness and how we can detect that um as a habit what we just talked about we are accustomed to believing certain things and that's also a habit we believe that whatever this bad thing is this bad behavior this madness this craziness this odd attitude or whatever it is it's someone else's problem it can never happen to us we're not losing our mind someone else is losing their mind and we're just watching that person we did the best we can but that person lost their mind so in no time or place you ever evaluate yourself and you question yourself and you say to yourself that uh maybe that was a little bit madness on my behalf maybe i did something wrong so you blame the other person like that person was so crazy that person was so angry they came at me with all of this and i couldn't handle it and i i had to respond and i had to react to that person what i want to really get down to is 
there is a little piece of madness in all of us and to measure that you have to be really willing to surrender and you have to be willing to evaluate yourself and you have to be willing to question yourself and why shouldn't you question yourself i mean even the best of us make mistakes you know even the best of us are a habitual being we are made of habits you know we react to certain things we can't control our emotions you know we're not always in charge so why why not question yourself and why not question the level of madness or sanity within yourself so if you really surrender and you really acknowledge that this thing has to be looked at at least and evaluated you know so you can detect the early stages of madness So let's go into what the early stages of madness looks like. You know, for any individual, for a man or a woman, for a child, for any person. What is the early stages of madness? Just commonly speaking. No no um you know, psychological definition of it or anything like that. Commonly you would notice that whatever habit you have, whatever it is that you normally do, you begin to do more of that so for example you might become obsessive and compulsive if you um keep cleaning the counter over and over again or you keep drinking the coffee uh, all day long and you just want to drink coffee and you don't want to do anything else or you might want to stay in the house and you don't want to leave the house and you just want to sit in one place and not really move around or you want to keep talking and talking and talking and people get tired of you listening to them or you become obsessed with one thing that you want to keep and look at and use and whether it's a car or whether it's a some instrument or your favorite item whatever it is you become a little more obsessed with that so if you were doing it once a day or if you were looking at something once a day or you were sitting on the couch once a day you begin to sit on the couch 8 hours a day 9 hours a day so as you can see exceeding the limit of anything can take you into the zone of madness into that direction where you becoming a little too obsessed with something you're not your obsession is no longer a norm or normal it's extending to uh more of a compulsive obsessive disorder and you will not notice that because you are probably just going along with whatever is happening in your surrounding and you're not used to of questioning yourself you're used to of questioning the other party so the madness is coming from somewhere else not from you you cannot even detect it coming at you but obsession can go in the other direction you can become more and more and more obsessed with something some object or some person so if we talk about people you know normal way of being with people is to really see them for who they are and to acknowledge them and to see what you have in common with the other person 
and maybe you get along with each other and maybe that person responds to you in this way and you respond to that person in that way and you have interactions and then the more interactions you have the more you enjoy the interactions and each interaction has to be either a success or a failure so for example if you're dating somebody you know the first interaction you had was very pleasant but the second interaction you were a little bit uncomfortable and the third interaction you actually became angry at each other and you didn't get along at all or you had some sort of argument so i'm just giving you an example that your interaction with another person can um, build this whole atmosphere of whether or not you're going to like that person whether or not you're going to get closer to that person or remove yourself from that person or in another extreme become obsessed with that person or develop an obsession over a habit that you have or a person that you have or a thing that you have so you will become over obsessed with that person by thinking about that person most of the time looking at the things that you want to do with that person most of the time wanting them to agree with you wanting them to spend their time with you wanting them to give you everything wanting them to straighten out their life so you begin to idealize the situation in a way that there is a normal situation where you are um interacting with that person and that person is interacting with you which is the normal situation because you're getting something from them you're getting some information from them they're getting some information from you they're getting your personality you're getting their personality it's time together but when you begin to obsess over that person and they're not even present so your obsession and your progress is actually all alone all by yourself and there's no other person there that person is not no longer interacting with you but in your mind in your subconscious mind the way they have imprinted their impressions of who they are and what they believe and what they want and what you want from them those impressions begin to interact with you is that a healthy habit somewhat it is you know all of us are guilty of that all of us do that we take people and we idealize them or we think about them and we are in a situation conversating with those people when they're not even there so there's a level um there's a degree where it's normal but when it goes a little bit more you know further higher it becomes more obsessive it becomes um just you doing something not really interacting with that person but you're interacting with them on a subconscious level which is not healthy by the way because you can't really do anything about that action and it's frustrating because subconsciously the ideas that you have about that person or that person is not even there first of all you know the ideas that you have about that person are your own thoughts and your own ideas you don't have any interaction going on at that time at that moment so it's an obsession and it's going into your subconscious mind and interacting with your subconscious mind and not really making a conscious effort for example reaching out to that person or really confirming what you believe or 
making plans with that person no in some cases you can't reach out to that person so you feel like you come up with the solutions on your own but they it leaves a, a gap behind a gap that is unknown so the questions that are not answered because that person is not there to answer the questions so your mind searches for those answers and kind of revolves around that situation where you are having to answer all the questions on your own you're having to have all the emotional responses on your own and because the other person is not there you are left stranded basically you have no uh response you have no answers and that keeps you in a constant confusion over that thing whatever that thing is it could be an object or it could be a person it keeps you in this mystery like you don't know anything about this thing what if you knew something about this thing what if you knew where this person was you can't get in touch with that person you don't know what they're doing you know if you only if you knew what they were doing only if you did this only if you did that so a sense of regret is attached to that as well where you are regretting about a situation that's not even present you're hoping and wishing and um going through all these emotions on your own the rejection and the disappointments and um all the ideas that you have you cannot move forward because that thing is holding you back your subconscious mind is holding you back that person is in your mind they're holding you back from making any future actions any present action so that's why becoming present is very important and i'm going to talk about this in another sport uh, episode where how important it is to become present you know and what what is it that it brings you um uh, to and how is it saves you from your subconscious mind because you become a victim of your subconscious mind you can easily become a victim of your subconscious mind because you're not consciously thinking and you're not consciously acting and you're kind of giving up on this effort because you find yourself to be helpless in a lot of ways you, even if you wanted to make an action that person is not available or that thing is out of reach you know so your actions really don't mean anything because you're unable to answer questions you're unable to make any actions and that's why you kind of go into your subconscious mind and it drags you the situation drags you so getting back to the early um uh, stages of madness this is a sort of madness that you are entering you're not realizing it but you're slowly entering that madness level what is madness madness is in my you know previous studies in boston and in college in abnormal psychology i was really shocked when i was sitting in the class and learning about the um, you know personality disorders that anything that goes beyond a norm and becomes excessive becomes a disorder so for example i could have an obsession with something but if i'm overly obsessed about something where it consumes my whole day 
and I can't think about anything else and I can't talk about anything else then I'm really obsessed with this thing whatever it is so if I'm becoming obsessed over something more often on a regular basis and I'm dysfunctional in other aspect um, I'm letting my responsibility just pile up you know I'm not really living my life I'm not happy then it goes into this um, obsession you know it, it exceeds into that limit so all disorders were like that where you become obsessive or you become um, if you're angry then you're angry all the time like you know going to the extreme of things and not being moderate about it and not you know not making things to be a balance not having the balance in your life so anything that goes and exceeds the limit becomes abnormal so i really don't want to go too much into psychological definition because i want this to be a very human thing where people understand the behavior so going back to the behavior you behavior you can monitor your behavior your behavior becomes you know obsessed with them something you you begin to put most of your effort into one thing over the distribution of your effort toward a lot of different things so for example if you're a disciplined person and you control your schedule you will decide that i'm going to give 2 hours to this appointment i'm going to spend 1 hour watching tv i'm going to cook for myself and i'm going to listen to this music and i'm going to read this book and then i have to get ready i have to go outside i am going to this restaurant and i'm going to go to this bar i'm going to meet up with this friend i mean your schedule is pretty spread out as opposed to you thinking about one thing all day long and postponing everything else because that thing is stuck in your mind and you cannot go past that you cannot go beyond that so you can measure that for yourself and you can begin to see the madness that is happening to you and then you see that you cannot get out of it your effort begins in your mind so you begin to think I'm really not doing this. I'm really not doing that. I'm obsessing too much over this. And these are just thoughts going through your mind, but your emotions keep you grounded in that situation. They keep you locked up actually. Where you can't really move. You can't do anything. And the worse it gets, the worse it becomes for you to transform your behavior. it becomes very difficult for you to change your behavior and some people find themselves actually paralyzed and beyond help you know there's been documentaries where people were just sitting around all day long and they become uh, obese just sitting on the couch and watching tv and not having any activity in their life they develop uh, all kinds of disorders and diseases you know diabetics and you know even the food piled up here and there and there there's a lot of cases like that where people actually give in to their obsession and their habit to the extreme and they cannot come back 
So in that way, you would need the help of someone else. Even for that, you have to be humble, because most people refuse to interact with other people and ask for them their help or have them counsel them you know they feel like i know more than you do i know what i'm doing with my life i don't want to be bothered i don't want you to interfere in my life because they cannot see themselves beyond any certain obsession they cannot see what they're going through but someone on the outside can see what they're going through and what they're surrounding with so that person can help them whether it's a friend or um relative or a psychologist in some cases but i would recommend you know you can reach out to your friends and you can talk about things and you can discuss those things but i would recommend a psychologist because a psychologist will really help you to come to terms with yourself and to realize where the weakness is and where the problem is and that's usually the last resort for people that they don't want to take that step they don't want to be labeled as i need a psychologist i need help i need counseling they don't want to be labeled as that so but the thing is that once you are into this circle and the cycle the obsessive cycle it will viciously repeat itself and what you need to do is get out of the cycle and for that you actually do need the outside help to someone who can take you out of the cycle because it, it, unless you're a genius and you are really capable of helping yourself and really working through your emotions and working through your habits and your obsessions and putting them in the right perspective you know and working on each aspect most people really give in to their emotions most people give in to their obsessions you know most people give in to their desires so they're not really thinking on that level so outside help is really necessary for you to move forward in your life because it's really important to move forward in your life because you are connected to falsehood without even knowing it you're connecting to madness without even knowing it and this is just the early stage of madness it gets worse you can be overly obsessed you can get in trouble legally you know and you can find yourself in a position where you never wanted to be so things can get worse your madness gets worse and worse as you obsess more toward a thing toward a person and your obsession exceeds the limit some people lose their mind because they cannot define life they cannot um accept what's happening to them in their life and they cannot accept the idea that whatever they want they don't have in life and the person that they wanted to be with is not there not available their pain becomes your pain but when you are balanced and when your emotions are balanced when your life is balanced you realize i'm over obsessing with something this is the early stage of my madness and it's going to get worse soon i'm going to need professional help and then i'm probably going to be in some sort of um, trouble some sort of criminal act i might get involved in it legally and then it might have some consequences on my life on my job on my career 
and you find yourself rolling in that situation you know things get worse and worse and worse unless you have the capacity to balance yourself if that person whoever you're obsessed with is going in that direction of madness they're declaring that i'm going in the direction of madness meaning i'm not going to take charge of my life i'm going to just do whatever comes to me and if something is destructive for me i'm going to use that and i'm going to destroy my life because i don't really believe in my current reality i'm not really uh, living consciously i don't want to live consciously i don't like reality if that person is going in that direction and you end up chasing that person or the only option that you have is to go in that direction if you are going to stay in touch with that person because you like that individual then they drag you <clears throat> they drag you into their madness and even though you're not going mad even though you're not heading toward madness you're being dragged into someone else's madness by cooperating by supporting their ideas and soon enough you find yourself in the same place where that person is in the middle of nowhere you know surrounded by chaos in a difficult situation not being able to get out so the choices that you make and the people that you connect with it's one of the most important thing in life why do you have to make conscious choices because those are the only choices that are going to have good outcomes if you go along with the situation and subconsciously live your life and randomly pick things you're going to have the consequences that are unknown to you maybe you will fall into madness and you don't know you don't know when you fell into that but you 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 drown in it and you can't get out so becoming conscious and living consciously it's the most important thing in order to stay connected to your reality to your present i'm going to talk about this in another episode where how you become conscious and how you you think you might be thinking that you're living your life consciously but you are living your life subconsciously and through a program but that's another subject but going back to the um the madness the early stages of madness so the individual maybe have crossed the stage of madness and they have gone beyond the level where you are so they have they have been confirmed that they are going to live recklessly you know if you don't want to call it madness you can call it reckless behavior where your life pattern is completely destructive and unknown and you wish to live that way you don't want any ideas and you don't want any confirmations from anybody so if that person has gone beyond that level and you want to kind of hang on to that person you really have to make a conscious choice because if you make a conscious choice and you're really strong in your own ways you will drag that person that you're obsessed with in your direction and you will give them an option that if you do this and this and that you do x y and z you can enter my life and we can walk together 
you make some sacrifices and I'll make some sacrifices. But if that person is going into their own madness and to their own pattern and behavior, and they don't really care whether you come along or not, they don't really care if they submit to you, they don't care about making any adjustments with you, then that person is completely declaring that madness is the only way, this is my way, and uh, it's my way or the highway. Go in that direction on your own if you want to live a conscious life and a disciplined life. And if you want to be with me, you will have to be exposed to all these crazy things and you have to be exposed to madness. So come become mad with me, basically. What's wrong with that? Some people find it there's nothing wrong with that. Some people believe that losing yourself is necessary in life. That losing yourself, you might find yourself if you lose yourself. That these ways and these strict rules and this discipline is not for them. That they want to live a reckless life. But like everything in life, there's a cycle to every single thing. There's a cycle to our planet. There's a cycle to the day and night and weather. And there's a cycle to people. People are born, they live their life, they go through difficulties, they reach out to old age, and then they die. So there's a cycle to this behavior as well. And the cycle leads to destruction. So the cycle is not leading to prosperity in any ways. But living consciously, the cycle of living consciously is leading to prosperity. And you have your direction and you have your answers and you have a point of way where you want to go. And you can monitor yourself, you can examine yourself, you realize yourself, you realize your emotions, your thoughts and your beliefs. And you put them in the right perspective, you put them in the right places. So they're not lost. So if someone comes up to you, you know who you are, you know what you represent, you know the direction you want to go to, you know the things that you don't want in your life, you know the person you want to be with, and you know the person that you don't want to be with. You have your choices pretty clear, your path is clear, your house is cleared, everything in your life is cleared. So you declare your clarity and you explore at the same time. But the vicious cycle of madness it leads to death at the end. It leads to more madness. It leads to more chaos. It leads to destruction. It leads to violence and losing of self, basically. So in one direction, you're gaining yourself and in the other direction, you are actually losing yourself. Which one is worth more? You can make a decision on that. I will pick gaining myself, but some people might pick losing themselves. But I can tell you that there is no payoff at the end because we get to the certain point where we have lived our life and we are becoming older. And as you get older, things become more difficult. It's harder to walk. It's harder to do your own things. You need more medical things. You need more medical coverage. You need more support. Your emotions are very sensitive. So 
things are not you're not going to become stronger and younger you're going to become older and weaker so if you look at this model and really examine yourself and examine the five years of your life that's coming up and if you want to go further examine the 10 years of your life coming up what would your life look like five years from now or 10 years from now how would you like your life to look what choices would you have made that would produce some good results in your life and what choices will keep you insane which choices will drive you more toward madness now the society's solution and the medical solution to madness or getting to that point is always either counseling or medication and as you can see majority of the population is on medication and the medication really doesn't do anybody any justice i really believe in behavioral therapy and cognitive therapy because the your core belief system can be examined and it can be changed and it can be challenged and you can come to a realization in any given situation you know even in trauma you can come to a realization of what happened and why it happened and you can place it in the right place in your mind but medication so you become more addicted to more medication so you decided for yourself that you're going to take the path of chaos and destruction and self-destruction and then you become mad and you reach the level of madness and it keeps increasing and then your society's solution comes in to give you to numb you to give you drugs and to basically shut you down make you quiet make you um less aggressive so those drugs make you less less aggressive you know aggression comes down from the drugs if you're depressed then it gives you more energy so you can see that society and the solutions that we have currently are not really supporting you know the behavior of that person or or to really enhance their life or to really in improve their life or to have the desirable outcome if you don't look at any of these things just look at the desirable outcome i think every individual wants to have the desirable outcome in order to learn about your desires you really have to examine yourself you have to examine your desires do i really want this path do i really want this thing do i really want to be obsessed with something is that really my role in life you have to dig down deeper and ask yourself what is it that i really want to achieve in life what is it why am i here what's my purpose besides obsessing with something what's my purpose what's the point of being here and that takes work that takes homework because you sit there and you give at least 1 hour to your thoughts you know 1 hour a day just give it to your realization of who you are and what you want to do and you'll find more images come to your mind and more realization that the thing that you're obsessed with you'll find flaws in it you'll find flaws in your behavior and you will come to terms with yourself and 
it's almost like a negotiation with yourself like i know i want this but the right choice is this i know that i'm obsessed with that but the right choice is this it can it can work with food as well if you're obsessed with eating sweets and um, you know fats and all the fast food and all the bad diet you can make a decision you can negotiate with yourself well if you lead yourself in that direction if you keep eating those things and you keep sitting on the couch you know what's coming at the end of that so i i would negotiate with myself that if you do this that will happen if you cut down on your diet you will see an improvement when you see an improvement all the aspects of your life will open up you'll be more energized you'll be able to gain more knowledge do more things get out there into the world so in a sense it's escape from reality too to become overly obsessed with something but i would say that face your reality very bravely and strongly because i can tell you with my experience that there isn't any problem in this world that if you face head on that you can't find a solution to but you just need that courage to face that problem so that first step is the most important thing in life if you don't believe that you're going to get this thing just take the first step anyways just move forward in that direction just move forward in the direction of improving your life and then see what happens let the steps bring you the results not your thoughts but the steps that you're taking bring you result so you can give up on a situation and it might seem impossible to you that this is never going to happen you know i'm never going to get this person i'm never going to get this job i'm never going to be able to do these things i'm heading toward madness it's going to get worse but the minute you take an action of the first step to improvement it could be anything it could be a new habit it could be um your thoughts changing it could be you reaching out to another person the right person or you making an effort to reach out for jobs whatever it is that you want in your life if you take that first step the first step will lead you to the second step you can never be accused of not doing anything and you will see the result you will see the result you will see the improvement a sense of madness in our surrounding is a part of our everyday life these days especially and it keeps increasing day by day because people are not monitoring themselves and they are acting subconsciously and not consciously and that is the biggest problem so each one of us have a responsibility to really examine our own self and our own self-worth and our own direction and what is it that we are obsessed with whether or not it was our liking to begin with whether or not it was our choice or someone else brought it to us because the behavior that we are producing is not always our own choice it's subconsciously you know given to us in a lot of ways it's ideas that are buried in our mind and we happen to act upon them it's the discouragement and the attitude and the self-esteem and the reassurance all of these things 
are piled up in our in the back of our mind and we act accordingly to those things so we're not acting consciously in any direction you know if you're obsessing over something you have to really examine yourself why is it that i'm obsessing take that first step and then you'll see the improvement from that first step progress is never a failure if you make progress if you make the effort you will never fail but you will see that this thing might not work but at least you are making progress toward it you're taking the first action so reach out to someone who can help you get out of your situation that's your first effort then let it unfold and see what happens put things in perspective in your mind whatever you're obsessed with put it in perspective in your mind work on your own self give your own self attention and time and come to a realization so you can also outsource yourself that you can reach out to 10 people and talk your way out of all of it and never reach the bottom of the problem so it's important to connect with yourself and to connect with the issues that you have and to put them in perspective and if you don't have answers ask the ask expert about the question particular question prepare yourself and ask the ask expert about it and you will get your answers so there's a lot of things that we do for ourselves on our own and we are responsible for them on our own before they even reach out to other people some people think that it's a really cool habit to obsess over something it's a really cool habit to be in love and obsess over some person and only if we can have that person they will make everything right they will bring joy in our life they will straighten out our all our affairs they will uh, make me happy we put so much responsibility on the other person without realizing that half of it is our responsibility only we can make ourselves happy the things that you put in perspective in your life are the things that are going to pay off even for that person and the other person the thing that you're depending on the person that you're obsessing with they're even relying on you in some ways how sane you are how much control you're going to have over a situation whether or not you can pay your bills whether or not you have a place they're relying on you in so many ways so it's your own work on yourself that pays off obsessing over someone else is just your subconscious ideas that are really out of control even your obsessions can be put in the right perspective so on that note i hope you're safe and i hope you're well and god bless you i will talk about this further in my next episode and different levels of madness and how it's affecting our society these days and how people are really losing their mind because of too many problems being piled up and we will discuss that further until then take care